Welcome to the Inventory Professional Podcast, brought to you by Inventory Base, providers of industry-leading property inspection software, accredited training, and on-demand property reports. Join us as we discuss the latest news, legislation, and all things property, hosted by our very own inventory expert, Sean Hemming Metcalf. With regular special guests, listen in to our open and honest discussions about the role of the inventory professional and how to navigate through this ever-changing, fast-paced industry. So welcome to the Inventory Professional. I'm joined today with a very special guest host, Auntie Stewart from First Arts Peninsula Property Management in Northern Ireland. Good afternoon, Anthony. How are you? Afternoon. I'm fine, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, really, really good. We were just discussing before we started about how good the weather is today. It makes such a difference, doesn't it? Yes, the blue sky makes it nice to get up in the morning um, and get the ball moving. It does, it does, definitely. But um, I just hope everyone still heeds the government advice and just stays at home now. I know it's really tempting to be out and about. I mean, obviously, you can still do the odd walk, you know, for exercise, etc. But um, you need to still kind of keep to the guidelines as, as nice as it might be. And you know, if you've got a benefit of a garden, maybe try and enjoy it, that side of what, uh, things. But um, yeah, you've still got to keep at home and safe as much as possible. That's a big thing. Staying stay safe and following the, the government guidelines is, is the only way uh, forward at the moment. Um, and I think if a lot of people do that, you know, we can get this over and done with a lot faster. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. I mean, funny enough, it was a conversation on a, another podcast I've done with uh, other um, host, Melissa, and we were talking about how difficult it is for people in our position, i.e. inventory professionals, having to stay in um, and the effect it has on our business and what we can and can't do. And I know we discussed previously about the fact that, yes, we're not an essential service. It's something I do kind of mention quite often in the podcast, certainly at the moment. However, people still need to move. Um, so there is some argument to say, well, the government do say that we can go to work if we can't work at home and clearly our role doesn't allow us to do that however we still got to be very very careful but one of the reasons that I invited um, yourself on Anthony was because I understand you're doing something slightly different with your time at the moment. Yes so basically through the property management um, everything is a bit back to front at the moment um, because what we're trying to do is minimize the amount of um, personal contact Mm -hmm. uh, as possible so what we're trying to do is obviously the property portals um, have increased for viewings overall um, literally doubled in fact and you know people are looking at, at properties to still move um, mm -hmm. and relocate so what we're kind of doing is doing everything beforehand um, with the applications making sure the tenants are served for the property and then once we get to that stage we then do virtual viewings and um, which we'll discuss in more detail um, and with that that gives them the, the facility to basically look around the property and um, as a video so what we can do is then shortlist again to the final applicants and mm -hmm. um, and then at that stage we know the application has been accepted that the home net reference has came back correct um, and good and um, the, the, the applicants already have seen the property yeah. in virtual view so basically we're taking every step we can to follow the government guidelines to minimize the amount of personal contact um, before we even get to the viewing stage now just to give you an example the last property I had on the market and um, we had 37 applicants applied for mm. the property. By the time we got the virtual viewing, we had shortlisted that down to three. Oh, okay. Um, that, that's quite, and, a, quite a big drop. Is that because people have dropped out or maybe can't proceed or don't want to proceed? Several different um, reasons. Some would have been location, some would have been the actual, um, what the property offered. Uh, because the actual individual property was upstairs, downstairs. Mm -hmm. So again, that ruled out some people because obviously they, they, they didn't like the fact that, you know, every day you go in the house, you have to go up the stairs for me and living. 
Oh, okay. Um, and, so a bit like a mason and a pipe. That, that's it. And it basically was it was built that way because of the views from the front room. Mm -hmm. So what what they what the owners have done with the property is basically built the property around the views. Mm -hmm. So you know, some people liked that idea, some people didn't like that idea. So that's where the the, the virtual viewing became a great feature because that gave the facility to actually shortlist and save a lot of time taking several views around the property on individual visits. So as a property uh, management company, um, it, it, the time saving was absolutely amazing. Um, and then, what, as I say, we then shortlisted down to three people. Them three people basically then went and done an actual viewing at the property. Um, and one of the applicants has been successful and has rented. Okay, um, but is that was that pre-lockdown or during the lockdown? That was during the lockdown. That was literally um, two days ago. Okay, so, but you, you're finding doing those streamlined virtual videos, those those viewings uh, online, is is helping you helping you to manage those um, applications. Definitely, definitely, um, and I think it is something that once all the, the the coronavirus all goes out of play, I think the virtual viewings will stay in place because even on the rental market or for the sale market, it gives a good idea of the property before you even get to that final stage. So time saving is unbelievable because once you've done one virtual viewing, you can record the video and any other new viewers, you can actually just link up the, the video to Zoom mm -hmm. and basically walk through, talk through the video with the, the new vendor or, or the new rental applicant. So you've actually only got to do the one video once and use it over and over again. Yeah, so, and just share it with all the all the other applicants. I mean, to give a bit of context, and it's something I should have asked you or, or should have mentioned beforehand, is your background is actually in inventory um, reports, isn't it? Yeah. So just to give you a bit of feedback, you know, a bit of information for myself, I, I ran an inventory company in London, and um, for several years, and um, with up to sixteen uh, self-employed clerks. Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately, um, the, the company is still running, but they've minimised the, the clientele. Um, so I, I've moved on, relocated to Belfast, and obviously opened up my own property management. Now, the property management in Northern Ireland is, is nowhere close to where we are in the UK mainland. So, legacy. Sorry. Basically, with the, the overall regulations, so things like smoke alarms, CO2 alarms are not compulsory over here. Right, because I, I, I thought that they mirrored um, what we had here in the UK, being Northern Ireland. They, they, they've kind of mirrored, but what they've done, they haven't actually made it a, a legislation. Oh, okay. So th th they're making it as... Um, not compulsory advisories, but they're, they're making them as advisories. So they, they recommend this is what we should have. But again, there's nowhere in, in, on paperwork stating that is legislation. And how do you actually, um, so sorry, so how do landlords manage that side of things? Do you find that they put them in anyway because it's just really good health and safety practice? Or are you finding that um, you're having to kind of help inform or even maybe insist in some respects how how are they managing that type of place? i would definitely say at the moment it, it is literally up to the property agent um, to, to assist um, and force the, the landlord to do that uh, and to follow you know the the recommendations as, as close as possible so mm -hmm. other th the only thing they do have in legislation over here is you have to have a gas safety certificate Right, so that is a requirement then? Um, that is a requirement. Again, there's no requirement for electrical certificates. Okay, but that's, still, um, that's something that is coming in from our point of view. Um, so I'm wondering yeah. if that, that will potentially move over to your side of things and become um, 
a requirement, same as gas safety, but what also about things like Legionella risk assessments, which under HSE guidance is required, although in the main, most landlords don't seem to either want them or have them. Do you have anything like that? No, there's, there's nothing like that over here in play at the moment. And um, give you a bit more feedback. Over here, estate agents, property managers, property agents don't even have to be registered as an RLA um, certificate. So anyone unqualified can basically start this employment um, and open up their own business within, with no qualifications. Well, certainly here in the UK, that, that, that is being looked at and um, they've got recommendations going through so that um, agents will have to have qualifications, that they will have to be um, certificated, properly qualified. But um, when that is actually going to come in and be enforced um, is another matter, especially with what's going on at the moment. I think a lot of um, um, kind of government uh, requirements and ideas and certainly policy that they'd like to bring in is it'd be put on a bit on the back burner which is quite understandable but i think the kind of timeline looking for that side is around about two years um and it's saying so something that's certainly being uh, pushed forward by a lot of the bigger bodies like um the uh Arla property market but it's not quite there yet but it is definitely coming but there are legislation requirements regards um, money protection deposits protection etc so there is some um, ability from the government side to kind of control to a certain degree what agents are doing and not doing. Yeah, um, just to give you an overall, the, the Northern Ireland and Ireland seem to be roughly about five years behind the UK mainland. And mm -hmm. um, you said about deposits, it, it's only one year ago. Um, well, sorry, it was about five years ago TDS came in over here. Um, but no one ever used them until about a year ago. Um, I can see there within the last two months, my deposits are starting to get more popular over here. Um, so again, because obviously them, them schemes were not in place, a lot of the deposits were just kept by the individual landlord. Okay, so, so how has that been managed in regards to things like disputes or has it been more of a case of um, just managing between the tenant and the landlord direct? Well, really, up, up until about a year ago, there, there was no such thing really as disputes over here. Mm -hmm. So what, what the, the individual landlords would have done, say, say the property was valued at £600 per month, what they would have done was they would have marked it at £650 per month. Yeah. The landlords then would have kept that extra £50 and that would have went at the end of the tenancy to do any work that needed done. So the, there was no, no claims ever put forward because the landlord just used that extra £50 per month. So more like a savings scheme than anything else? That's it, basically. But now that obviously legislation has came into play over here, that the deposit now has to be... Um, located with a tenant deposit um, scheme that has ruled that out mm -hmm. um, and obviously the rental market here is, is getting bigger so there's more competition out there so you know the landlords haven't got that leeway anymore to charge that additional amount because no one will rent because they can get one down the road 50 pounds cheaper if they're following the correct procedures Okay, that's that's really interesting to see. There's such a big difference um, between us and yourselves. So, if that's the case, then how do you operate or have operated in regards to inventory reports? Or is that why you've been looking at uh, you know additional services like the virtual viewing? Um, in inventory reports are very difficult because over here it is a new thing. Um, and before I started the property management, looking through all the different agents' inventory reports, it consisted of maybe an A4 Word document with six pages. And mm -hmm. um, now the problem you have with that is obviously it's, it doesn't give enough evidence to support any claim put forward at the end of the tenancy. Yeah. And um, for the for the uh, deposit schemes, 
So th that's where the issue is. So what I'm doing now with my landlords is I'm basically speaking to them and discussing what an inventory has to entail um, and why there, it needs to be so detailed um, to support obviously any evidence put forward at the checkout stage. Mm -hmm. As soon as it's explained to them, they understand the importance of it. Um, th there's other things, you know, I offer several in interim reports throughout the tenancy and again, none of the tenants ever disagree with it because it gives them a chance to put forward any problems throughout the, the actual tenancy. And so, you, you know, if there's you... any appliance that's not working. Sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. I think that we've got a slight delay um, in our feed. So um, sorry if I interrupted you there. I was just going to ask you about the interim because um, Inventory Base have just launched a tenant self-serve uh, interim inspection report to be um, available to them during the lockdown because obviously we can't go into properties because it's not safe to do so. It's not safe for the tenant or for the clerk. Um, so they've introduced a self-service uh, template so that effectively the tenant can highlight any issues they can also take pictures or video of the property say to the landlord or agent look you know everything's fine and this is you know it's in good good order everything is being kept well or there's issues etc how are you managing that side of things in lockdown um it is good um again you know i think this is where the zoom will come into play um to support that report and I think that is a massive feature that needs to, to be done with the self-service reports. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, from being an infantry clerk myself, the, the biggest problem is, you know, you, you walk around several properties and the, the amount of times a tenant or a landlord will turn around and say, oh, right, I, I wouldn't have never have seen that, you, you know. And so I don't think that they would be as in, in detailed and, you know, offer several items that, that should be listed on there you yeah. know they might bypass certain things that should be on the list but I think where we are at the moment with the current situation of the COVID-19 I think it is one way that we can you know carry on working and obviously follow the, the government guidelines. Yeah it's certainly giving um, uh, potential options to both sides of the tenancy i.e. the tenant to let uh, agents and landlords know, you know how the property is and vice versa landlords agents can then see what the property is being you know, how it's been maintained and if there's any issues how urgent those issues are you know do they need to send someone in a contractor to, to manage those issues or can they be you know left uh, until a bit later on or past the lockdown so that you know again safety is a compromise so I think certainly it gives them um, a lot of uh, flexibility to both sides of the tenancy to make sure that we all kind of come out of it as safe as, as we possibly can. But um, certainly goes in towards what you've been saying about using Zoom, you know, looking at different opportunities within what we do as a service as to how we could maybe do things differently, better, or, or, or actually use technology. And it certainly seems to be what you're doing at the moment. Yes, definitely. And, you know, as I said before, I, I will continue to use them um, even after everything settles down and we, we go back to work normally because there is several things. You know, when I ran the infantry company, we would have always processed the report at the final stage. Mm -hmm. if, if we had a video to support that, that would have saved so a lot of time because you've already got a virtual uh, video of the property. So you know exactly what you're looking for. And as we discussed on our last um, discussion, with the um, pricing procedure for infantries, there's so many times the infantry companies can be caught out due to size. Mm -hmm. And this, you know, where we can have a video of the property, we've, we've got a busy heads up on what the property is going to entail. You know, because several times I've sent clerks out to a property expecting it to be done in an hour, an hour and a half, and they've been there three and a half hours because, okay, the property has got the, the correct amount of bedrooms, but what the landlord or the agents have, have not informed us is every room has got a walk-in wardrobe and an ensuite. 
Yeah, so that again, happened to me quite a few times when I've walked into a property and you, your heart almost sinks when you realise that this is going to take a lot longer than you thought. And it's a knock-on effect as well for all your other bookings, for all your other clients, especially if they're timed, like checkouts or check-ins. It can have a huge impact. Definitely, and again, even with the property, if it's furnished or unfurnished. You know, some, some properties you can go to a five-bedroom unfurnished and you can be in and out in less time than what you can with a two-bedroom fully furnished. So, you know, depending on what the, the furniture is and obviously the condition of the property. So this is where the, the video beforehand gives a good heads up of, of what the actual clocks are going to. So, question for you then is, obviously, as a, uh, say, argument's sake, a sole uh, inventory provider, uh, just a, a clerk working on their own. Um, it's going to be quite difficult for them to go in and do a video because they would need to charge for that because that obviously that takes time, effort, etc. Um, so how how would you, as, a, as someone who runs a property management company, how would you see that working in regards to, would you expect the property manager or the landlord or the agent to do the video? Or can you see this as becoming a, a, a particular additional service that clerks can add to their portfolio? Well, I, I think it could be used for for every department. So basically the property agents could use it for for to benefit them to sell the property or to rent the property. Mm -hmm. So again, the same video then can be used and it can be sent to the other parties. So, you know, the agent takes the video as their initial in inspection when they go in and, and um, market the property. Mm -hmm. The video can be done at that stage. Then when they obviously put the booking through inventory base or however they may book the inventory clerk, that can then be sent by email or again through Zoom um, to obviously follow that procedure. Once the infantry company have got that video, they can then upload that to the actual report so the clerks can actually see the video before they even go to the property. Which again, for the preparation, infantry base works brilliant if, if the preparation is done correctly. And I think for infantry base to work 100%, the, the preparation has to be done before the clerk even arrives to the property. Oh, so that might be laying out the rooms correctly or, or whatever, the, the, you know, every property's individual. But, you know, that's where I focus with my inventory clerks was aiming to have the report ready to do at the property. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that, that is definitely the ideal way forward, certainly. But we know reality, as we both know, that it doesn't always come out that way. But um, it's interesting to see that, um, that you, how well you're finding you know, Zoom, which, to be honest with you, most people seem to be preferring at the moment in lieu of any other kind of service, that, how it's working. But do you, is it very technical? Because I mean, not everybody's technically minded. Um, have different skill levels how easy do you think or would you say zoom is to use so from from a clerk's point of view and um, personally i think it, it is very easy it, you know it is just push a button and you're live basically um, and you can re record a video from there and um, it is very easy to get you know used to and it, it is very accurate and um, the, the last one I done went through on 4G, I had no interruptions, no freezes. And the only thing, as we discussed previously, was everyone can see everyone. So if you're doing a live video, and um, if you accept three or four different applicants, they can actually contact and see who the other applicants are. And my worry with that was confidentiality. Yes, um, and for a property management company, that is a major part of it, and everything has to be confidential. Yeah, because I'm presuming, um, obviously, you, you follow GDPR rules. That that's a requirement, even though we're technically not in Europe in Europe now, but um, you're still following that. Yes, definitely, because until anything has been, you know, changed, in in theory, Northern Ireland again is a wee bit different because. Even though we're out of the EU, we have our own individual parliament. So with this new Brexit coming into play, we are, we're actually, we've got addendums for every rule mm -hmm. over Northern Ireland. So we're still part, 
of we're no longer in the in Europe, but we still have to follow Europe guidelines because of being in the um, having no border with Republic of Ireland. So we're in a very hard situation at the moment um, because every rule that has been set, we have an addendum to go with it, and it is just finding where we actually go into play. So until the anything is changed and we're notified, then we have to follow the the correct procedures. Yeah, no, I can totally appreciate that. And it's the only way you can do it at the moment, isn't it? Until you're until given better advice or guidance or uh, laws change. So um, how have you actually got around this issue then with potentially you know, three, four, five odd tenants on the same call? Is there a way of making sure that that confidentiality is maintained? Or is it a case of you just have to maybe do the video and then stream it out or give it out to the applicants? Well, as I say, what I what I done there was, and um, when when you set up a meeting on on Zoom, and uh, it will actually give you a password. You can then invite individual applicants or or individual individual personnel to join that meeting. So what I've done with the last one was I just invited the first applicant. I then recorded the, the video. And for all the other applicants afterwards, I done one-on-one viewings using the same video. So everything then was just individual. Now, there's certain things on Zoom you have to make sure. You have to make sure you've got your password set up. And once you invite someone, you can literally copy the invitation to an email. That will then send that applicant or customer a link they click on the link and that throws them straight into the meeting. It will then have on that link as well the password. So everything is, again, then confidential. So you can only have one applicant join that one meeting. But as I say, that doesn't mean you have to go back to the property seven, eight, nine, ten times. You can use the same video, but just set up an additional meeting with the video linked up. For, for for the um, the new applicant. No, I think that makes perfect sense, and it certainly adds another dimension to what we do as clerks, because you, you're basically saying not only can you just do the inventory, it's also about offering a, almost like a self service for Zoom for the virtual viewings, and I suppose you could also potentially um, use that at checkout as well as to record another video of the property. Yes, you've got to do a report because. Um, the uh, adjudications and the deposit schemes want a physical report, but you could also do a video of the property to say, to help showcase and understand what the property is like, especially if maybe it's one of these properties where it's not been maintained and it's not in good order and maybe stuff has been left behind, etc. A video is um, much better at kind of understanding what the property looks like and where all the issues are, as well as uh, the report itself. Definitely, I totally agree. And I think the other thing I wanted to say was with the self-service reports, as, as long as the infantry company are in touch with the actual individual tenant who's compiling the report, there's no reason while they're compiling the report, there's no reason they couldn't be as a one-on-one um, viewing through Zoom whilst, whilst the tenant is doing the report. So at least the infantry clerk can basically walk through, talk through how to, to complete the report. Uh, again, right. that's where infantry base will be perfect because infantry base is set out in a way where it is designed and it kind of asks you the questions. What is the item? What is the description? What is the condition? You know, it lays it out very, very simply. Where before I came over to Northern Ireland, old infantries used to be done as, as a paragraph. Mm-hmm. And if you were to ask a tenant to, to do an infantry on a blank A4 page, they, you know, they wouldn't know where to start. Where infantry base gives them that feature. You know, it tells them what you're looking at. What is the, the description of the item? What is the condition of the item? It's perfect. Oh yeah, it certainly um, lends itself to um, a whole uh, 
kind of group of uh, potential users, i.e. tenants, landlords, letting agents, obviously the clerks, which is the most important there. I mean, I think the difference with uh, tenants doing their own interim and the clerk, obviously it's better for the clerk to do it because we're looking at it quite dispassionately. And we're also looking at it from a point of view of what the property is looking like, as opposed to maybe a tenant, just, just to say, well, okay, I think it's fine. And, and, and because they're living there and they have that kind of view same as like a landlord does when they're maybe renting out their family home they look at it completely different and I think certainly with clerks we tend to look at it from a very fact-based evidence-based point of view which um, obviously will help the uh, adjudicator in any deposit dispute because it's all about the evidence it's not about emotion it's not about how we feel about something what we think about something is what we can actually prove Yes, yes, and I, you know, and as I always say to tenants when I was compiling reports with them present, you know, I always said, to them, and to the landlords, you know, we, we've got to state what we see, and if we can see it with our eyes, then it needs to be on that report, and yeah. um, and that's the way, you know, I, I, I taught all my clerks, and um, through through the previous company, and um, you know, put it back to Northern Ireland again. This is. What, where everything's becoming difficult because inventories haven't been done to the to the right standard. So not only are you you having to tell the landlords this is what it needs for legislation for the tenant deposit scheme, it has to be done in a certain way to protect the tenants when it comes to the checkout stage. So you're you're having to explain what the process is before you can even do the business. Yeah, so, I suppose because oh, oh. they said, haven't had that understanding. They've not really had to even think about it in those kind of terms before. No, and to put it in the picture, over here in Northern Ireland and Ireland, you have two infantry companies. That is it throughout the whole country. And only one of them is AIIC registered. Now, I, I do all my um, infantries for my properties that I put on through First Arts Peninsula Property Management. Um, now, I'm not AIC registered because obviously I cannot offer an independent report because they're, you know, I'm renting them. So, again, that's not legislation over here. Legislation states anyone can do an infantry. Uh, an individual landlord can do their own infantry for their own property. And mm -hmm. um, again, the only thing they state is the tenants should sign. Um, and as you know yourself, inf infantry base offers that facility um, via email or a shared report. It gives the facility for the tenant to sign. So again, at the moment, where we can't actually physically be next to the tenant, there's no reason why none of the reports can be signed. Um, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you're right, and uh, uh, tenants can sign um, uh, digitally. And the good thing about the inventory based system is the fact that it captures that point of signature um, to the point where you can showcase when the report was completed, when it was shared, who it was shared with what time that person opened the report or not as the case may be um you know when they made comments how many comments they made then you've got the whole tenant comments section where they can um ex you know write per field per item depending on what they want to say plus upload pictures and then um they said sign it which is date timed and then you've got an email to say that you've done that so it really is end to end and certainly from when i started doing inventories um back in uh, it was what 2000 and 2012, 2012, you know, that those kind of functions were kind of like coming through, but very bitty and, and not well thought out. Whereas one of the reasons I came over to infantry base, because I'm like you, I run my own company, do my own reports, got a, a bank of clerks we work with, etc. is that I wanted something that was end to end. So you could literally see the complete journey of that report for that property, for that tenant, for that client, so that everybody was covered, because I'm very much like yourself. It's all about the evidence, it's all about making sure it's done properly, which is one of the reasons um, I started with the uh, Inventory Base, and we started um, building Inventory Base Academy, um, which brings me quite neatly on to what we've been discussing before, Anthony, is um, 
how you're working with Inventory Base and the Academy over in Northern Ireland. Would you like to explain to our listeners a little bit more about that? Yeah, of course. So recently I've been in discussion with, with yourself and, and the directors of Infantry Base to represent Infantry Base in, in Northern Ireland. Um, so, uh, sorry, and Ireland. Now, as I say, there's only two infantry companies over here. Um, and what is happening at the moment is the agents are actually doing the infantries themselves. So what, what I'm looking to do is approach all the agents and, and basically put them on the infantry base um, because it is a self-explanatory report and using infantry base itself will give the, the information required to do a detailed report to support the landlord and the tenants obviously deposits um, securely. It's trying to make the agents aware of what an infantry has to entail to support the correct documentation to support the, 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 any claim that was put forward at the, at the checkout stage. Mm -hmm. So you're having to approach the companies with, two, with two, selling two features rather than just the one. Because first of all, you've got to get them to understand and on the same level to understand what an infantry has to entail. And then the second one is obviously put forward the software um, that infantry base offers. And infantry base just doesn't just offer reports, they offer a full procedure. So they have a full booking um, schedule. And you know, not as much over in Northern Ireland than Ireland, but in London it had a good um, map procedure. So as soon as you authorize the clerk to a job, and um, you could see the location of where the clerk was based. And once you put in the property, it kind of, the maps feature on there give you a kind of time scale of how long it took the clerk to get there. So you, you can generate your whole diary, your whole organization, and obviously then onto your reports. So it, it offers a full package. Um, and as I say, before using it um, for, for my previous company doing the inventories, um, I did realize that it was the best organization, secure organization, that, that we could offer at that stage. So it's, it's putting all them things over to all these companies over here to obviously offer the, the best detailed reports that we can do. And as I say, with only two infantry companies out there, I think once the agents start doing their own reports, they'll realize that how much time it actually takes to, to compile a correct infantry and a checkout. And I think then that will then operate further infantry companies over here once it, it starts to become a, a usual uh, process for rentals. I think certainly the um, deposit providers, the My Deposits TDS, will also influence that side of things, certainly with agents and landlords, because obviously if deposits disputes then start to escalate, the numbers go up, um, then that would be a clear indication of maybe that reports maybe are not either doing the job well or maybe the processes that are in place by the agents aren't doing so well, so they need to look at that. So it, it's a, it's it'll be interesting to see how that progresses, you know, as um, infantry base um, becomes more well known in Northern Ireland and obviously I presume then you'll be looking to train your own clerks. Yes definitely that, that, will, that will be the, the procedure down the line um, and I'm hoping you know it takes off well and as I say once it starts getting busier then we can then look at bringing in independent individual um, and independent uh, infantry clerks and pro progress down that and then hopefully generate several teams throughout you know northern ireland and ireland with um team leaders in certain areas and um, to progress up to the full um, full potential but as you say tds and my deposits the two tenant deposit schemes over here and my deposits are uh, more strict with the infantries at the moment uh, tds are getting there Eamon hunt uh, who's the director he he's you know taking more of, of a, a back step at the moment um, uh, but 
they see the procedure of an infantry, they will then follow that through to where my deposits are. Mm -hmm. um, because TDS over here is an actual, it's TDS-NI, so they're independent for Northern Ireland. So they have never worked in the UK mainland, where my deposits, as you know yourself, are an English, uh, a UK mainland firm. So, you know, they know what they're expecting already, where TDS are still a wee bit behind them, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I th yeah, I suppose it's going to be um, trial and error initially. And yeah, my deposits definitely have a, a much firmer standing, although TDS is very big in here in um, the UK. And certainly they work very closely with Arla Property Mark um, in order to you know, set standards, guidance, etc. In some respects to infantries, but more about the, the you know, mainstream letting side of things. But um, so it'd be interesting to see how those two actually cement their positions over in Northern Ireland. And also it's a good opportunity, certainly for yourself and infantry base to, you know, firm up some really good working relationships to get those reports done to a correct standard and, and make sure that everyone is protected. Because that's the biggest, that's the thing, certainly, I think, from both our point of view. And I know we've discussed this before. It'll be interesting to see as TDS and my deposits progress how they actually uh, manage the whole inventory process because even though tds and my deposit are quite big over here in the uk um the, the interactions i think certainly with the inventory side of things isn't as good as it could be and i think it would be much better if they uh, they dealt with clerks either by focus groups feedback giving feedback from actual cases either to the individuals or better case studies so that we can understand our role better and help support them in what they're trying to do in regards to inventories and minimizing the, the levels of dispute because it's no it's no one's interest to go to dispute but equally you always need the documentation just so that you know exactly where everybody stands and like you said a good inventory will enable that will help people know what was is within their responsibility from a landlord point of view and from a tenant point of view and a lot of also that will be around the training side of things you know how do we know what's a good report you know how do you navigate a property um, what's good evidence what's bad evidence you know what do the deposit um, bodies want from your report um, and again it'd be nice to get some better clarification on that and it'd be interesting to see how Northern Ireland managed that side of things. Yeah definitely and uh, as I say my deposits have got a head start because my deposits are part of the company from, from the UK mainland and as I say TDS and I are actually only a franchise of the tenant deposit scheme. So, you know, they have never worked with any of the UK mainland um, agents. So for them, infantry is an A4 size bit of paper with maybe six or seven photographs and three or four paragraphs, mm -hmm. um, which you know yourself doesn't give enough evidence to, to um, put forward for any claims at, at the final stage. Um, where my deposits, you know, they are pushing the fact that a, a decent, a detailed infantry has to be compiled. It's going to be interesting to see how all that progresses. So, you know, just to recap, I think it's interesting how much applications like Zoom are going to be useful both to inventory based in regards to video compilation for the reports, potentially doing the uh, self-service on the interim, certainly. Um, the virtual viewings is a great idea, um, certainly to add to the portfolio of clerks, especially in maybe quieter times, but also, like you said, will help inform as to what the property looks like, the size, the number of rooms, etc. so that we're not always going in blind. I know we can get some kind of idea off the, the agents, sometimes the landlords, or even if we've got a floor plan for the property, but it's not always the case. So it would certainly um, help to have that um, video of the property. Um, and another thing that um, we, we've just introduced also is pre-checkout 
um, reports that tenants can do. So, you know, when you have your um, checkout discussion, normally it's face to face. And obviously at the moment we can't do that. What we're saying is it would be a really good idea to give um, tenants the opportunity if they haven't had that face to face or they're choosing certainly to go forward, not to be um, at the checkout report or because maybe they're working as well. Um, that they've got the opportunity to put down electronically in the notes uh, on the uh, IB system using the app any comments that they want to make, any notes they want to make, um, pictures, any outstanding issues, anything they want to bring to the attention both of the inventory clerk and also the landlord stroke agent. So that when it comes to that checkout report, because that still needs to be done, it's not a case of either or, it's, it's, it's a little step in the process between um, the tenant leaving and the checkout being done and bearing in mind at the moment as TDS are, are basically saying it can be up to four weeks in, you know in the current situation especially if people are self-isolating because they're part of the shielding initiative um, it means then vital information isn't lost but equally I was talking to Melissa uh, and another podcast and we were both saying that the amount of times we've had conversations with tenants and we thought we'd put down what we believe that they were saying, try to do it verbatim and the tenant will come back, well actually it's not quite what I said or you forgot to mention this or whatever. The pre-checkout notes gives them that ability to have their say, to put forward any issues or any comments that they want to be noted, plus the, the pictorial or video evidence, it's all date and time. And that helps feed and become part of effectively an evidence bundle for the adjudication process and or if it actually goes to court, because I think there's a very distinct possibility going forward that we'll see a lot more court action happening depending on the type of deposit scheme or uh, service that the tenant or the landlord has used. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts about that are. I think it's brilliant idea and the, you know, the pre-checkout um, inspections is an absolute brilliant idea. Um, basically because the amount of times you would do a checkout and the tenants would say, well, you know, if you let me back in the property, I could have done this, this and this, um, to cut out wee silly things. Um, another good thing is a lot of agents aren't keeping the, the tenants or the landlords up to date with what needs to be done. So, you know, for an example, the carpets might have been newly laid at the, at the start of the tenancy. Um, the, the tenants aren't aware of what they need to do for the checkout stage. So that pre-checkout will actually give them that idea, you know, they will be informed of what needs to be done for the checkout for the individual property. So I think that's brilliant. And again, I think for the pre-checkout, again, that could be used through the Zoom. So even though the infantry clerks aren't being able to get out as much to the properties, as long as they're keeping interactive with their tenants and, and agents, there's no reason why another video can't be done to help them help guide the tenants in the right direction whilst doing the report. If, exactly. So I think there's loads of potential options, and, and certainly this pandemic, this you know, COVID, has made us all think a bit more laterally, thinking more outside the box, involve technology a lot, lot more. But also, I think it's made us realise that we need to support each other better and also support tenants because at the end of the day, we're all part of the uh, lettings process in regards to you know, tenant letting the agents and, and what they need to do, us as providers. We all need each other to be part and parcel of that process. And I think the more support and uh, of options and advice that we can provide will make that whole journey so much better for everybody concerned so um, I think certainly for me it, it's, it's certainly made me think more more out of the box and and think of what else we can actually be doing rather than just focusing just on that report that's it and I think a big a big thing at the moment with this is communication Yes. Um, and I think that's what is making everyone understand, you know, it is all about communication and again, over here in, in Northern Ireland and Ireland, that is one thing the agents and infantry clerks don't have with their, with their clients. Um, and, and that's probably where I stand different from other uh, rental companies uh, over here, because communication is, is kind of my number one. 
uh, and it seems to be working and it's doing well. But I think that is where over in the UK mainland will help infantry companies. So there, there is still things need to be done and a lot of it is going to now be more communication rather than actually just arriving at the property, doing the job and, and leaving. And yeah. it, all the communication is going to be pre-inspection. And yeah, as long as the communication is correct. And, you know, if, if an infantry clerk does have to go into a property to do an inspection at the current uh, time, um, everything can be done. And again, if, if a video is done, I know that takes slightly longer, but if that means you can do the inspection, a video, and then that stops any contact and two people in the same property at one time, then I think that is what needs to be done at, at this current position. Well, it's definitely food for thought, certainly, but um, it's, I think it's going to be interesting to see certainly um, how we all then behave and act and work together uh, post-pandemic um, because at the moment we're very, everyone's very supportive, but what it's going to be telling is whether we can maintain that going forward. And, and I think it's made people rethink, I think, generally about life, but also about working practices and that there's more options out there. And, and again, as you said, the communication side of it is definitely been something that's, I think, really come to the fore because, again, we normally we wouldn't even be having these conversations now unless it was for the pandemic. So hopefully that's something positive and constructive we can take out of this whole um, situation. But um, it's going to be interesting to see how it all kind of works out. So, Anthony, thank you so much for talking to me. I think that has been a brilliant conversation. I think there's some, uh, or certainly for me, a lot of things to think about. And I'm really looking forward to working with you and seeing how we can get Northern Ireland up and running with Inventory Base and the Academy. Yes, definitely. And uh, unfortunately, you know, one-on-one -on -one, um, meetings with, with, with the agents has kind of been ruled out, but I'm doing a lot of things here in the background at the moment just to, to set up once we can get the pandemic over and done with and get back to normal. And, um, you know, I'm trying to arrange to, to meet several agents and obviously it's given me a chance to put forward the importance of inventories and things like that. Uh, so at least they've got a good head start before before we actually get to meet each other. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed, it will be uh, a good venture going forward. Well, again, we're going to have to touch base once we're you know, a bit further in and, and see how things are going and, um, and um, see what other little nuggets of um, information and advice you have for us. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. No, thank you, Anthony. Um, good luck with everything. Um, we'll speak again soon. And thank you for joining us. And if anybody else um, on the podcast listening in would like us to maybe uh, tackle a certain subject or would even like to co-host with me um, and talk about things that are important to you as an inventory provider, as an inventory professional or property professional, I would love to hear from you. Um, all of our contact details will be shown um, along with this podcast. So have a look. If not, you can always contact me at shan at inventorybase.com. Well, again, thank you very much indeed, Anthony. Thank you for everything everybody for listening and look forward to catching up with you all again on our next podcast with the infantry professional thank you thanks for joining us this week on the inventory professional podcast if you've enjoyed the show subscribe to our podcast now and share the love this podcast was brought to you by inventory base providers of industry leading property inspection software accredited training and on-demand property reports